And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Just to be clear, Chris is to my right, and it is a just a Diet Coke. It's not rum and Coke, not yet. <laughs> uh, we're back here at the Single Barrel. Love being here uh, for the fall, for football. And we welcome in a guy who can fire up a steak as at a high level. He's a five-star steak guy hunkered in his football office. It's Brandon Vogel from Counter Reed at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. Vogues, uh, how many meaningful snaps have you taken, brother? Elijah and I are trying to figure out what we've done collaboratively, uh, and, and we're short. We're, we're short for, for a Saturday start. <laughs> um, yeah, I can contribute zero meaningful snaps to to that equation. So I don't know if that puts you guys over the top or not. Um, I'm going to assume no. But, yeah, in terms of playing in front of 80-plus 80, 80 thousand people, zero. I have zero snaps to add to that 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 conversation, unfortunately. Any, any high school Al Bundy story time we can get on the – well those those snaps were certainly meaningful to me um and i guess uh if we're if we're including those from the mid yeah, that's 1990s, it. <laughs> um, 1990s i i, I played a I played a bunch of snaps uh then but i'm not i'm not so sure how much it helps anybody now um but yeah played four years of football uh enjoyed it kind of didn't it here's an old guy thought i maybe didn't enjoy it enough because i didn't realize at 18 years old that like oh you can keep like like if i want to play a adult league baseball i can do that tomorrow if i want to mm-hmm. play pickup basketball i can do that tomorrow you can't really play football without like 50 50 plus people helping you do it so underrated Brandon, how many uh, fumbled shotgun snaps in your entire high school career? Wow, um, the same the same amount of shotgun snaps plus under center snaps for me, which would be zero. So um, <laughs> we're we're, we're sure I fumbled. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I fumbled somewhere somewhere along the way um, as a pass catcher, um, but but not, none of them were snaps. So at least I've got that. Brandon Vogel with us from uh, Counter Read, counterread.com, at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter is where you find him. And I want to get a thought from you on just the last two weeks and applying it to Saturday. What do you think happens at quarterback for Nebraska? And is it dire or is it fixable? Have you assessed just where – because I still think it's paramount to get to six. I think that's got to happen. I'm not saying bad things happen if they don't, but let's just talk about the sanity of the state. You got to get to six this year, and you got to find someone behind center that that gets it done. And it's not all on him, but he's helped. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think if Sims is able to go, he goes on Saturday. And, and I don't, from my perspective, I don't know if that's the wrong decision. Um, here's the thing. And I wrote about this a little bit today in, in our, in our game preview on, on counterread.com. You could look at this and say like, oh, it's this, this is the Jeff Sims you knew you were getting 
Like a lot of, you know, he had a lot of turnovers at Georgia Tech. His passing numbers were not um, off off the charts. You know, we're not talking about Caleb Williams here. Um, rushing numbers, good, which we, we've seen all of those things at, at Nebraska so far. That said, his passing numbers are so far below what you would even expect from him coming from Georgia Tech that, in my mind, it's extremely likely that the passing numbers are going to get better. Like, you would expect him to – I mean, he's played enough football at this point. You would expect him to end up around his career averages passing, which would still be a little bit below average. But the question I asked in that story that I wrote was, okay, if that's if that's all you get, if you, if you get a guy who maybe ranks 70th in, in passing, however, however you want to measure that – is that enough for Nebraska to win some games? Is it enough for Nebraska to win six out of its remaining 10 games? In my view, I think it probably is. So if Jeff Sims plays the majority of the season behind center at Nebraska from here on out, like you'll have a couple of good games from him passing. You'll have a couple more maddening games, I think. Um, but just given how low the bar is right now, based on the first two, like he, he's almost, he seems like a really, really good bet to improve as a passer. Unless the receiving core, some other things just don't allow for that, which is, which is possible. So for me, I, I, I tend to put my trust in the coaches who watch all of the practice snaps, watch everything for Northern Illinois. It's, it's a little bit of a different discussion. Like, I think you could win with Harburg or, or Purdy. And that's, that's the most important thing. So we'll, we'll see where Sims is at health wise, but I, I'm not at a point yet where I'm willing to put it like just all on him. Like I think Nebraska could win games with him if he just plays to the level that he played at at Georgia tech. And Brandon, what's interesting to me about playing to the level that, that he did at Georgia tech is quarterbacking is not done in a vacuum. Uh, with the offensive line, with your pass-catching options. And, and that's kind of where I, where I want to go with this in terms of if we're assuming that Jeff Sims is a go for Saturday, couldn't you argue that a, a barometer for success for this Husker offense is not how well Jeff Sims plays, it's actually how little Jeff Sims airs the ball out? you got to expect that with what this, this coaching staff has preached through the offseason, what we've seen from this offense through two games, that they're going to want to try to run the ball early and often and try to limit what Jeff Sims has to do with the ball in his hand. So is that a a barometer of, of achievement for this Husker offense on Saturday, just how little Jeff Sims actually has to throw the football. Yeah, I think so. And I think that that probably applies to the majority of the season remaining, you know, maybe you get in a game where you, you have to throw it 30 times with him. Um, and we'll see how that goes. But to this point, I think he's only at, I'm, I'm forgetting the number off his, his passing attempts aren't that high, even when you include sacks in there. So, so they've really been committed to what we know about how they want to play. And in my opinion, right now, how they almost have to play, which is, which is heavily reliant on the run. The good news, if you're a Nebraska fan for Saturday, I think is Northern Illinois may not be totally set up to stop that. It's, it's not a group that, that challenges that idea on its face, or at least it hasn't through, through two games. So I expect, I expect Saturday to be pretty similar to last week in that 
seem like everybody went into that game and be like, well, yeah, you just hand it off. You run it as much as you can. That's where I was at. Um, and, and Nebraska tried to had a little bit less success than I would have expected, but you look at the numbers at the end of the game, not bad here. I think they do it again. It's, it's part of why I think like if they hold Sims out and, and go with one of the backups, you're, you're not, it's not a, a five alarm fire. Um, because that's 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 the path. Like you have more trust, or at least I have more trust in the run game at this point than I do the passing game. And some of that's due to Sims, but some of that's just due to what Nebraska has as a, as a team as a whole. Brandon Vogel with us here from Counter Reed. We're here at the graduate. Uh, Inside the Graduate Single Barrel is where we're at Thursday nights here, home football week, Saturdays as well. Vogues, we look at Nebraska, and we'll hear it in next segment, but you got to get Rule and his post-practice. Huh. It would appear we're having some connection issues with Schmidt out at the single barrel. <laughs> Brandon, where do you think he was going with that question? You got to catch Matt. I, I, don't, I, I caught I got parts of it, um, so I'm not sure. I needed I needed the help of like here's here's what he said. What do you think? Yeah, and that's where I'm was wondering as well. I'm going through the cuts here, trying to be like, hmm, where would he have gone? First? Okay, there, there, there we, we go. go. There we go. He's back. Schmitty, we're you, back. You we, were, just, we, just, we just had a little hiccup, and you were we right in the middle of asking a, a, a great question to Brandon about catching Matt Rule, what he had to say today, and then you trailed off right before you said the most important part. That is these two camps Rule talked about: mm. guys that are new and are zero and two, guys that have been here doing time like Andy Dufresne and have not gone bowling. How do you manage that if you're a rule? And, and he said, you know, one game, one snap at a time, but it's a psyche question again for another week. Yeah, it, 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 it is. And um, I think kind of one snap, one game at a time is, is, is all you can do with it because, you know, for, some of these young guys, a, a Cameron Linhart, let's say, wants to win as as badly as any college football player out there, I presume, and has had some really good success in, in two games as a true freshman on the defensive line, which is which is remarkable. Um, that said, he hasn't had to carry the weight that a Luke Reimer has of like, oh, you know, and and really in anybody who's who's been around for for multiple years of like we put everything we have into this and it wasn't enough over the past two, three years, however many you've been here, you've done it twice now this year. And it also, it also hasn't quite been enough. So it's not like that load gets lighter. Um, which is why I think Saturday's, you know, really important. Northern Illinois is a, they beat Boston college. They lost an FCS team. It's hard to know what to make of them. But we know, as ter- in terms of a program, a, a program that is used to winning, um, and those are always dangerous in, in these type of games. So I look at Saturday as, you know, Nebraska probably needs a proof of concept win. Um, as much to bring those two groups together, like at that point then, maybe 
and maybe this is putting too much on one game, but maybe you don't have two factions. Maybe then everybody can come together and be like, well, we're one and two. Let's see what we can do from here. Until you get there, though, um, yeah, it, it's, it's easy to be somewhat divided because everybody's putting in a similar amount of work. It's just a matter of how much you've had to endure um, to this point. Vogues, what's coming up with Counter Read and where can folks find you here? About 20 seconds. Yep. Uh, it's just at counterread.com is where you can find us and, and find the newsletters that we put out tomorrow. Got to look around the Big Ten, plus a special focus on Nebraska, looking at the lines. So if you're interested in uh, projections against the spread, you can uh, you can go there for that. Love it. Brandon Vogel with us at Brandon L. Vogel. Vogels, we'll talk Saturday. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.